Thank you. My name is Jerry Adams, CEO of Adams Land and Cattle Company in Broken Boat, Nebraska. I was so excited last year to be invited to this banquet, only to have COVID cancel the event. Sorry, I cannot be with you this year as I have a commitment and a wedding. Therefore, I'm pre-recording my comments. First, I'd like to show you this announcement from last year. Beef industry giant, Jerry Adams, giant. That might've been a misprint or an exaggeration. So thank you. Wow, what a great, great honor is to receive the Block and Bridle 2020 honoree. Thank you, Block and Bridle Club, Greg Ibach for, my, for nominating me, and Chancellor Ronnie Green for a letter of support. Thank you. I was asked to give a 15 or 20 minute overview of my history and what three areas I'm involved in today. A little bit about my history. I'll go from Broken Bow to UNL and Lincoln to Omaha, Conagra, back to Broken Bow and what the event that had changed my career. I graduated from Broken Bow High School in 1967 and then attended UNL. I was a member of Farmhouse Fraternity, majoring in Ag Economics, Animal Science, and Mathematics. I graduated from UNL in 1971, and I had no idea where I was headed. Now, during my sophomore through senior year, three years, I worked for Dr. Kendrick, Ag Econ instructor. Um, he really was an entrepreneurial in software and hardware at that time. In fact, we had in, in our office, we had the first computer from East Campus down to downtown Tyon. We'd open the box, put the handle of the phone in, close the box, dial it up, and we're connected from East Campus to downtown. So when I was ready to graduate, Dr. Kendrick said, Jerry, what are you going to do? I said, I don't have any idea. Really, my dad's operation was really too small and had three brothers that wanted to come back to it. He said, well, I have a grant. I give a master's and doctors all in three years. Would you want that? Well, Dr. Kendrick was always my mentor in those three years. So I said, do you think that's what I should do? I think it's a good idea. So the next week I came in to see him and he said, I decided not to give you this uh, grant. And I said, whoa, what did I do wrong? He goes, no, no. There's a position in ConAgra that I think that you'd be really good at. And I said, well, what is that position? He said, half your time will be in a team going around looking at different companies and assessing if ConAgra should buy it. The other half the time, you'll be in uh, commodities and feed pricing. So I took that position. Sometime later, my dad called up and said, you know, I think I'm going to buy some land. I'd like to buy some land south of Broken Bow. It has a lot of dryland farming, which at late 60s, early 70s, my dad really loved buying dryland farming, develop it and put irrigation down. There's also some grass ground to run some yearlings on. And yes, there's three pens that we could have for cattle feeding. But he said, I have one stipulation. I need one of my sons of the four to come back and help me. You know, I said, I really like my position in ConAgra, but I will come back for two or three years 
Tonnes and come back. So in 1973, the Nixon price freeze hit. Now it just cratered the cattle market. So my dad's model for cattle uh, was to buy unweaned calves, feed them to, from 500 pounds to 800 to 900 pounds, and then sell them. So now when the, when the Nixon price freeze cratered the cattle market, I went to him and said, you know, Dad, we, we're going to lose $150 a head if we sell these as feeders. I know we haven't fed them out before, but let's feed these out. He said, well, you know, we could lose more than that, but if you really want to try feeding them out, we'll do it. We didn't lose $150 a head. We lost $300 a head. Yep, $300 a head. I just about broke my dad. So I went to him and said, you know, I promised you I'd stay back, stay here for two or three years. I'm going to stay here until I figure this cattle market out. You guessed it. I never figured it out because I'm still here. So that was how that event changed my career path. Let me discuss three areas that I have a passion and love for, other than my family. My company, Adams Land and Cattle Company, the livestock industry, the state of Nebraska, and my community of Broken Bow. Number one, Adams Land and Cattle Company. It's a world-class agribusiness in the heart of Custer County. It evolved from a farming and background and operation to one of the most respected family-owned feeding and R&D operation. It consists of three feedlots of 100 and feeding 130,000 head. Uh, we work with 100, over 100 backgrounders and have up to 100, 110,000 head in these background and operations. <coughs> Excuse me. The company is really, own, is really known for its technology and innovation. I'll give you an example. Uh, about two years ago, uh, our 150 employees received the Innovation and Technology Award. I am so proud of these 150 employees. They're very hardworking, dedicated, and innovative employees. Many of them are second and third generation. So how did we get started really on R&D and research? Well, back in 1995, we started putting uh, ear tags in every one of these unweaned calves and electronically put them in the computer. We worked with pharmaceutical companies to do research with them. Today, we do more R&D, more internal research. There's, the area is really focused on increasing consumer carcass quality, uh, increased efficiency in production, and also cattle health and nutrition. Mobile hospitals. We have mobile hospitals that go up and down the alleyway and doctor animals at pen locations. So when an animal is pulled for sickness, it is doctored at pen location and put back at the pen. It really saves stress on, and, uh, of animals going to the, the sick pen. We have a fully automated feed mill and flaking system. Procurement. How do we buy cattle all over the state and other states, put them in backgrounders and still have the QA the way we do it, when we buy an animal, it's dropped into a backgrounder. They film it. They put electronic tag in and a dangle tag. And the filming goes to the corporate office 
and the corporate office procurement people look at those cattle on film and we send back to the buyer his score of those cattle along with the check. Cattlecom. Cattlecom is the individual animal management system that we have developed in the last five years. It's, it's one of a kind. It follows animal from purchase through slaughter electronically from that tag. It's all, all that data is put into the data warehouse. It's one version of the truth. We can slice and dice any way we want. We can go in that. We can also have um, be able to assess uh, closeouts for cattle from feedlots to pens to groups of animals clear down to, to a single one. That is one of the two ways that we do uh, strategic benefits of risk mitigation with CattleCom. Also in risk mitigation for CattleCom, we have animal health and dry matter. Every animal gets at least one data point in data warehouse every day. A second example of made two major strategic benefits of CattleCom is revenue maximization. A computerized BMI sort, it's weight to hip height. It uses historical algorithms and updates by artificial intelligence. GPS, we, we also use GPS not just in farming, but also in the feedlot. We use the GPS to do drainways in the pen, in the alleyways, and behind the pens. Second, livestock and other industry involvements. Beef Alliance. So five years ago, I was a co-founder of Beef Alliance. It's been a very, very rewarding organization for me. Beef Alliance consists of the 10 biggest cattle feeding operations in the United States. We deal with uh, common feedlot industry issues. We try to drive positive changes. I'll give you an example. We started in every one of the 10 did research on antimicrobial use. Every one of those 10 organizations have reduced antimicrobial use by over 30%. Other things we've been involved in are uh, on the COVID uh, relief bill, we worked with uh, NCBA, Congressional Leaders, Department of Ag, including Greg Eibach, FSA, and third-party third communication. Uh, just this, this month, we kicked off a pitch contest for uh, anybody who can solve a feedlot or, or uh, range cattle issue. Uh, 33 different organizations throughout the United States and really the world submitted their applications. We looked at them yesterday, 10 of the most promising. Uh, we'll give a $50,000 grant in, within the next week or two to one of the 10. Nebraska Beef Producers Committee. It's much like the Beef Alliance. It's 10 organizations, but 10 organizations in the state of Nebraska. Again, just mainly uh, common feedlot issues. I'm involved in three other boards for positive influence. First of the three, Cattle Facts Board in Denver. Kansas City, the Agricultural Kansas City Federal Reserve Board. 
Third one is Bellevue University Board. This is a kind of interesting for me because I've been really involved in more industry or ag or community. Bellevue University was giving me a different look at strategic education. We've really been involved in more than just UNL, uh, working with UNL. We've also worked with K-State and Colorado State. The last few months, Jim Pill and I, through an exorbitant project, are working on the Nebraska as the number one sustainable ag state in the union. The third area I'd like to talk about is the state of Nebraska and my community of Broken Bow. Nebraska, I believe Nebraska is the best place to live, raise a family, and have an agricultural business. I had an outstanding opportunity to be on the steering committee and board of Blueprint Nebraska. Blueprint Nebraska was developed by Governor Ricketts and President Bounds about two and a half years ago. It's a statewide initiative for sustainable economic prosperity in all Nebraska, not just Lincoln and Omaha, the whole state. Today, we are in phase two, and the first part of phase two is uh, tax relief. Broken Bow, my hometown. Governor Ricketts often mentions Broken Bow as the gold standard of greater Nebraska. Give you examples. Custer Economic Development is the only economic in a county that's funded only by individuals or business. No political money, no state money. Under economic development is Custer Campus. I was co-leader of Custer Campus and we raised $2 million. We have six entities on this campus. Mid Plains Community College, Bellevue University, a tech building that has wiring, welding, PLC, air conditioning and heating, the missed a few. We have a new regional judicial center. It's the only re regional center in the state. We went to uh, Chief Justice Havigan and the Board of Supervisors now we have a brand new, beautiful, beautiful regional judicial center. We also um, have FSA on the campus and a bank. Community and ALCC employees. We're not all, all only focused on workplace, but we really are involved in the community. We encourage it. We're very involved in 4-H and FFA. We lead a annual youth AQA training for over 100 youth every year. For the last 25 years, we've been broke, we sponsored Broken Bow third grade. Every Christmas, we have a giving tree for over 75 needy children. We really encourage our employees to be part of member, members of different communities and boards. So in closing, you know, I've been lucky and I've been honored to receive a few recognitions, but only as a result of my passion and love that I have for my company, my industry, state and community to make a difference. I want to make a difference. My challenge to each of you students tonight, once you find and follow your passion and your love, you have the opportunity to make a difference in this world.
Let me give you, read that again. My challenge to each of you students, once you find and follow your passion and love, you have the opportunity to make a difference in this world. Remember, it is important to be a leader and a member of your business, your industry, state and community. Thank you. And again, thank you for this great award. Thank you.